This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to the Alter Tapes. It's a weekly podcast where we watch an Alter short and then a rotating roster of co-hosts talk about it. I'm Joe Lipset, and I'm joined by new co-host Nicole Goble. Hi, Nicole. Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you decided to go on this journey with us, but also you brought a dynamite first short lady. I, that's just how I am. That's how I roll. It's what I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm so excited to, to be kind of digging in to these shorts. I have listened to all the episodes and I have poked around and, and watched quite a few. There's a ton. Mm, there's so many. <laughs> and so I'm really excited. I think this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Okay. So our first short, we're going to be talking about The Retreat from 2021. This is directed by Marcus Anthony Thomas. And the logline is a little bit longer than usual, I have to say. Normally, they kind of keep it very brief, very simple and to the point. But in this case, it is a short about Mia, who is played by Aniki Mariano. She is a young woman who is struggling to cope with the aftermath of a traumatic event that has changed her life forever. She can't sleep, she can't eat, she can't live. In her desperation, she seeks out the help of a highly secretive retreat led by a shadowy female figure named Echo, who is played by Charlotte Palmer, and Echo claims to have the solution to all of her problems. So I'm curious, Nicole, when we're introduced to Mia, it's very unclear what kind of problem she is suffering from. Did you mm -hmm. have an inkling that it was leaning towards murder? No. I, well, <laughs> I don't want to say, it, it was perhaps an idea. Right. I'm like, what, what is this child doing? What's going on? Mm -hmm. um, but no, my, my first thought was not murder. But just knowing kind of the the general premise and an idea of a retreat, I'm like, well, this mm -hmm. is, nothing goes well in these right. experiences. So either she's dead or someone else is going to die because that's mm -hmm. just how, how this is. And we'll see. Um, but the kid at the very beginning threw me off. Right. A bit because I'm like, well, is this kid going with her? Is this vacating? Yeah, like who brings a child to a retreat, particularly in a horror film, right? Like we're used to either seeing someone going into a recovery center or they're mm -hmm. being sent away for some kind of mental illness. And I was excited to learn that it's kind of neither of those things. Yeah, it does kind of lay things out a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And yes, I agree. You you know that stuff is going to go bad, but I... It does it, it does it uniquely, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that I really like to write off the top is the framing of this opening scene. Like, when we hear Echo talking to Mia, the camera is only focusing on either Mia 
or eventually Echo. So it feels like they're kind of worlds apart, like to the point where mm-hmm. I was watching it with subtitles and it says, you know, Echo. And I thought, am I supposed to be hearing an Echo? Is this an actual character? Is it all in her yeah. mind? Well, and is Echo, <laughs> I assume that this is, Echo is supposed to be like, I don't know, symbolic of hmm. you know, wanting to like, Echoing something inside you, echoing right. something inside your mind, and kind of putting it much louder. And so I think that's kind of the purpose of mm-hmm. the character is really just being a megaphone for kind of those inner monologues. Absolutely. Particularly when we hear the character say things like, oh, I can't eat, I can't sleep. Like there's a mm-hmm. repetitiousness to the dialogue and the way that we're talking about even the kind of performativity of the ritual where it's like, okay, we're going to go to group therapy where we're going to practice screaming and then we're going to pick out a weapon and then we're all going to watch as one of the other people at this retreat murder someone very casually. Yeah, I thought that. So the the group scream session mm-hmm. was really interesting to me because obviously you're getting some Midsommar seasoning there. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's so different because this isn't like a, a group catharsis necessarily. Mm-mm. And I, I really found that framing fascinating because during this scene when she when Echo is really kind of getting into the gist of things, she explains, like, you're not moving on. This mm-hmm. isn't about moving on. This is about moving through. <laughs> and definitely, like, you you think of retreats, you think of healing, you think of some... I mean, even if you go, you have a bad breakup or something horrible happens and you just want to break mm-hmm. to get away... It's about, you know, kind of rebuilding. And Echo is like, uh, no, that's not what this that's is about. That's not what about. we do here. <laughs> no, like you did not read the pamphlet. Um, let me explain. So I I really found that kind of interesting, too, that it was when Mia is struggling with mm-hmm. channeling this rage and anger. Right. I really like the performance in the moment when she first screams because mm-hmm. it's she just feels completely like out of her depth. Right. Yeah. And in terms of constructing a horror narrative, I thought it was really clever because it kept me wondering is she in danger? Like, if she mm-hmm. doesn't adhere to the rules set out by Echo and the other members of this retreat, like, if she tries to walk away, would they kill her? And we never find out. The short doesn't really want to investigate that because ultimately, Mia is no different than anyone else here. Like, she came here with a purpose and she sees it through, which I think is a hugely compelling way to end this short. Uh, you know, yeah. super gray morality, which I thought was mm-hmm. very fun. We can talk about it in a little bit. But yeah, these moments where we see her holding back or looking uncertain, right? Like, she watches this man brutally kill a woman on a drop cloth with a hammer, and everybody starts clapping, and she looks uncertain, like, should I clap for this? And I thought it was a really fascinating way to build a source of uneasy tension because 
I couldn't help but wonder, you know, like, what is her relationship? Is she buying into this? Is she here against her will? Is she an undercover cop that's going to expose this? Like, there's so many tantalizing questions. Yeah, but see, the thing at the beginning when Christopher kills the lady. Blonde lady, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Mia seems kind of into it to me. Mm. She's like, huh, okay, okay, this could be me. I could, like, I'm up, I'm up. And she seems, because she doesn't hold back from clapping and being part of the group, she mm-hmm. doesn't really try to separate herself. She's like, yes, I'll golf clap for that. That was <laughs> that was nice. But even with that, like you're exactly right in that it doesn't lead you down one specific path because you're right. There can be a turn at any point in time where you realize, you know, oh, she is someone who has been undercover. You know, maybe someone came to this retreat and never came back or mm-hmm. some connection or whatever, and she's trying to figure it out but yeah it doesn't go that way and and i just always felt that she she was really committed to the trip she was gonna see it through she was getting her money's worth i assume this cost a good deal of money right so, oh gosh <laughs> yeah we can talk about like the politics and the economics of how a retreat like this works like how do they even get the person who wronged the individuals who are attending this retreat like it's the mind boggles there's some really fascinating ideas here well and i wonder is that like part of that initial conversation mm-hmm. that she has with echo where you somehow find out about this and you go and you have like this initial session where you just lay it out you say this is what's happened to me mm-hmm. this is who this is the what, and let's go. So I wonder if that was like part of the initial conversation that we see at the very, very beginning. But right. yeah, I will say like it's it's in the English countryside. Very mm-hmm. cute. Um, it's not like I like that they didn't go like a super fancy retreat. That could have been right. a different. It's not a feeling. spa. It isn't. No spa. You got some cute animals. Mm-hmm. Um. For some visual flair, fun, <laughs> um, while while you're doing your your work, but I kind of like that it was really, you know, I don't think that this place has a lot of overhead cost. Right. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting in that way. I feel like that's another way that the short is very disarming because if we had have opened up and it had been futuristic or high tech or Mm. something like that i think it would have led us to believe it was more like a spa like a more typical kind of retreat that we're used to seeing and there is something very disarming about this oh it it kind of looks like a bit of a working farm where people are just sort of hanging out but we're also casually murdering people yes and i love that because i think again it just speaks to the service mentality of you know, you're not here for facials. You're not mm-hmm. here for that. You're here to do something very intense. And <laughs> so we're not going to distract you with flair. You're going to shop for your weapon mm-hmm. and you're going to scream. Yeah. And that's on the agenda. So Echo says, you know, this isn't, 
therapy more or less right you know she says this isn't something that you're going to like work through you just push through it um Mm -hmm. what do you think the purpose or the value of the screaming sessions are then is that to tap into the kind of emotion that you need to channel to murder someone i think so because she goes back to that Mm -hmm. right before she kills the guy right i i feel like it's the scream is about connecting to the purpose of when you think that you do not have the rage and the mm-hmm. anger to do this, the scream will be there. <laughs> you right. just have to work to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, anger, I think, is part of human nature. Oh, sure. We all get mad and Echo has found a way to kind of use that to be like, all right, now let it just fester there Mm -hmm. and channel it with a scream. Which is so interesting, right? Because when Mia finally delivers on this kind of primal, very emotional scream, right? It's not like the half-hearted effort where it seems like she's almost mimicking the other person. Mm -hmm. It's a mixture to me. This is how I read it. It starts off angry, but it has a note of sadness. Like it ends in an almost wail. And I love the kind of collusion of the two emotions, right? Like you can be sad, but you can also be angry at the same time. And they're not Mm -hmm. that different from each other, right? They're not that disparate. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's so perfectly stated because it is like, it's so harrowing. Like, she's Mm. so livid, but she's so broken by her anger. And I think that that's really, like, the whole thing is, and and Echo says this, you know, basically, the folks that have come to this retreat are broken Mm -hmm. by their despair. Something has happened to them, and they want to, instead of going to therapy and moving on, they want to utilize revenge to, mm-hmm. I guess, put a tourniquet on the wound. And yeah. it's, yeah, it is really just this mix. And you see that, I think, a little bit at the beginning with Christopher, too. Mm-hmm. Because after he's murdered the woman, he has this look on his face of, did I, did I just, did I mm-hmm. just do this? Yeah. It's almost confusion. Not like I think he entered a fugue state and murdered this woman or something, but it's like, okay, I've achieved my goal. How do I feel? Like it it takes him almost aback, which I think is why Echo walks up and she raises the person's hand like they fucking won a medal at the Olympics or something, right? It's like, yes, let's cheer for this person for achieving their goal because they need confirmation that they did the right thing. Yeah, it's very manipulative. It is. (laughs) Which I find really, really cool. Echo is amazing in this What a fascinating character. Yeah. Because she's not malicious, right? Like, I I really would have expected... I feel like in an American short, this would have been, like, very serpentine, very manipulative, you know? Like, she would have played on people's emotions and stuff. And here, she just seems very almost matter of fact like we're gonna get you through this you're here to do this thing follow these Mm -hmm. steps and you'll come out right as rain yeah 
And and I think going back to what you said earlier, this does then make you think about well, what would happen if someone couldn't go through with it? If mm-hmm. they if they were like, no, I, I I can't, I don't have that in me. I'm like I'm angry, and I'm hurt, and I'm all of these things, but not not enough to murder someone. Right. And I also wonder like what what is the criteria? Is there a criteria mm-hmm. of of wrongdoings. It's kind of referenced because Echo says that these are people who have had pain inflicted on them yes. by no mistake or fault of their own, which, mm-hmm. okay, that's your... That's still nebulous, though, right? Yes. I'm like, that's leaving a lot into interpretation. <laughs> yeah. From whose uh, subjective <laughs> point of view gets to make that decision? <laughs> right, but is it like the the model this business model like well if someone killed someone close to you and Mm -hmm. grieved you in that way then this is cool but you know if someone cuts you off right yes (laughs) going to the grocery store does does that qualify do you just be like all right i've had a really bad day and so now this person is going to have a worse day Hmm. Yeah. Is it always murder or does it get to be a bit eye for an eye? Because I think not. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given Nia the choice of weapons, right? It would have been like, all right, get behind the wheel and drive to run this guy over. Yeah, absolutely. Although I do also like talking about the weapons. I really liked when Nia picked out hers and Echo mm-hmm. was like, cool, you can do a lot with this. Yep. You can make it real painful. You can, you know, really take your time with the slicing and dicing. Or you just Quick go in hard. Yeah. yeah. It's just that manipulation again of really laying on kind of this positive affirmation to these horrible things that folks are doing. Hmm. Yeah, like I get the impression that Echo would have said great to literally any weapon that Mia had picked up because it's about ushering her towards the act regardless of how she does it like whatever the means are to get you there we're gonna get you I also know there's no gun no because I don't think that they yeah they're just not like that Mm. there's something personal about all the weapons we see right they're they're all sort of close intimate contact like you have to be within striking distance even things like there's no chainsaw or anything like that no the tools that you see when they're laid out on the table are the things that you would see on a farm correct uh-huh mm-hmm. so i find that maybe this is just like a, this is their home right and they're just <laughs> like what if we it's like an airbnb Oh my god, Nicole. (laughs) The murder Airbnb on the farm. Maybe that's it, though. I don't... Oh, that... Okay. I think it might be an Airbnb. And there's got to be something in the description that really, like, gets people in on what's happening to, like, have this initial conversation with Echo. I don't know. I'm I'm making a prequel in my mind. <laughs> it's starting to sound a little hostily, where it's like, okay, let's go into the business model behind this practice. Yeah, but I mean, the business model of hostile is boring. It's rich people 
<laughs> with, I like the hostile movies, but no, yeah, I, I love the hostile. I love the hostile movies, but the business model is not right. like super. It's not scintillating. No. Yeah, but this this is just like a mom and pop farm. Go get some eggs, kill someone, mm-hmm. and. This seems also like they're not there for a long time. No, no. You are right in that regard. That is very kind of Airbnb, right? Like, come stay for a couple of days, do your business, and then go out. Also, I'm just realizing now the idea of doing this on a farm is kind of ingenious because Mm. how do you get rid of the body? Well, it's like, well, we've got a working farm here. Exactly. There's so many opportunities. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So pulling us a step back from the hypotheticals, let's talk about the end of this, because I spent almost the entirety of the 13 minutes, like once I kind of figured out what we were doing, as soon as we saw Blondie get killed, I was like, okay, this is a murder retreat. This is what we're doing. Mia is clearly here. And it's a question of will she go through with it? Mm. And I thought the short was going to end with her being unable to do it. I was so surprised. Yeah, I was too. I, I had the same thought. Although there does seem to be a moment right when she is, like right before she leaves the room that she's staying in Mm -hmm. to come out to kill this guy. There's, I think I saw in the, like on the little bedside table of a child's toy, which I assume is her son's. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so uh, again, I think this is all like psyching yourself up for this. Mm -hmm. And basically like, poking at your wounds constantly. Right. And so there does seem to be a moment when she sees her son's name's Finley. Mm-hmm. She sees him and there just seems to be like this click in her, like, mm, no, I feel it. I right. feel, I feel the bubble. I feel the anger and someone will die. Yeah. I, hmm. I honestly played with it right up until the very end. I think the blocking of the actors is kind of genius because we're seeing the back of Finley with the gag in his mouth and we see Mia with the knife and it still felt like there was a chance that she might either cut the gag or try to cut his hands to release him. And then we just see her stab him right in the neck and it's, just like Echo said, you know, it can either be very stab happy, you can take your time with it, or it can be quick, brutal, efficient. And in this case, she just opts to be done with it. It's like a one and done stab, and this guy's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think it's underscored by the fact that she does. I I loved the moment when she grabbed the knife off the platter. Mm-hmm. So she she's like, all right, showtime. Let's go. Right. But then you're right. She does kind of this moment where she looks a little scared mm-hmm. and she's like caressing this guy's face. And you think, all right, what's going to happen? Is there mm-hmm. going to be like this very sudden change of heart? But I think at that point, I think if they were going to play with that, they wouldn't have had her grab the knife. Right. Yeah. Like when she picks it up off the table, that is her making a decision. Yeah. In hindsight, it seems very obvious. Like, as we've been talking through it, there really isn't a lot of doubt. But the first time, 
I feel like we're so trained by horror movies to anticipate that there's either some kind of twist or if we're following a character, they must be implicitly good. Like, we know what Mia's gone through. Obviously, she's gone through shit. It's trauma. But at the same time, we can unequivocally say she is a murderess. Like, the short confirms it that she is not necessarily a good person or someone that we should cheer for. Mm-hmm. But I love that there isn't really a judgment to that. It's like... The conclusion of the short is, yay, she killed the guy she came here to kill. We raise her hand up in the air. Short ends. It's like, oh, there's no moral judgment. She doesn't get apprehended for this. Like, the short, in a way, seems to be saying, good for her. Yeah, I mean, it's very, again, like with Mitsumar, you're sitting there saying good for good for Danny when she makes the choice mm-hmm. that is supposedly going to be the most cathartic for her right and so you're like all right i guess that's cool <laughs> Neat. but uh, you did a thing that you now you're, you're gonna have to live with that too and that's right. not gonna be easy because you have a lot of mental health issues oh yeah and i think that this is and you're exactly right in that the retreat does nothing Mm-mm. to like address any of that this isn't about mental wellness at all Thank it's like God. no you just want to you just want to kill someone and so yeah i feel yeah. revenge for revenge i love it honestly like i i found this whole short really enthralling it's so well shot i think the performances are amazing like they're so Mm -hmm. understated Mm -hmm. except when they're not and it's the exact right pitch like the vibe is great and the runtime is so expedient it is it doesn't it doesn't like lull Mm -hmm. at all it keeps you moving everything as much as it would be interesting to know a little bit more about the other people Mm -hmm. that are there and even possibly some of the background things that we've touched on, it's not necessary. You no. still get you still get the experience. Yeah. For me, this is the mark of a really good short, is that we've still got things that we would love to know more about, like give us a prequel, give us a follow-up, give us 10 extra minutes and explain more things. But mm-hmm. the short ultimately doesn't actually need any of that. It is a well-told story just timed perfectly just enough of like an amuse-bouche to get us like ooh, i wish we had a bit more but it doesn't need it exactly it doesn't give you it doesn't give you fluff at all Mm-mm. so all this to say fantastic first pick nicole yay no i was excited when i was going through i love i love kind of a cult mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. religious type themed horror and this this kind of itched the scratch even though it's not overtly right. cultish there's some very cult vibes to it oh 100 percent. yeah i definitely think that echo has a bit of a cult because I, she can't mm-hmm. be running this on her own so yeah i think that she she probably has like her little numbers with her but yeah this itched the scratch and i i really liked it and it really it's beautifully shot too Mm -hmm. yeah 
it's so low key. I think that's the thing I appreciated mm-hmm. about it. It could have gone so big. It could have gone histrionic. And it's not, right? Like, the visuals are telling a great story. As I said, the framing, I think, is very mm-hmm. creative and very strategic when it needs to be. And this is just, it's so confidently made. Like, I know the story I want to tell. I'm going to do it. I know exactly when to end the story to leave you wanting just a touch more. Yep. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Nicole, if people want to touch on any of the things that we've talked about or to dig into some of the cult appeal, maybe they've got some other short recommendations to give you from the altar channel, how would they get in touch with you? Well, you can find me for now on Twitter (laughs) at Bobby Horror. It will be in show notes or something. You'll find me. Yeah, you can find me there. I do get on for exactly 2.5 minutes a day to mm. look at mentions and okay. to look at messages and nice. try not to look at anything else. <laughs> you know what? That's a good mental health practice for yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And each day. <laughs> Whew, it's a it's a tough go. But yeah, um Definitely, if people have suggestions on shorts, I th- this is great. Shorts are so wonderful because, mm-hmm. you know, something to watch like when you're on your lunch break. Absolutely. Yeah. I do it when I'm like waiting in line at the grocery store sometimes because some of these shorts are short enough and some of those lines are long enough that you can make it through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is right. Well, if people want to, you know what? I'll take cult recommendations too. Fuck, I love a cult. <laughs> Give me them. So uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at B Stole My Remote, and that's the letter B. And we will also thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. And of course, uh, folks, you should be recognizing Nicole's voice and that handle because she has her own show, Bodies of Horror, on the main feed. So do make sure that you go and check out her other standalone work. Well, yes, and please. All right. Well, Nicole, I think that will do it for the retreat, but we will be back next week or... New people will be back next week with a different short. So until then, enjoy your time at the murder farm, folks. Bye. The Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.